1: Whoa, <laughs> whoa! If that doesn't wake you up, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna do that. That's if you're listening to this first thing in the morning. That just woke your ass up. Mashups are great, just to get your BPMs like near death store. Uh, that's in celebration of Coachella, which starts this weekend. Uh, I, I will be so bad. It's good. We'll be there. If you guys have any uh, hot parties you want me to to hit up, <laughs> please let me know. I'd love. <laughs> I'd love to come in my schlubby Coachella clothes to your Coachella party. Let's do this! Um, uh, It is Monday night. I just finished watching Summer House and taking notes on it. And I'm presently looking at an angel. That's right, my dog Brooklyn is here with me. Uh, She's resting her head so lovingly on this very plush dog bed after I gave her her night meds and she usually you know what i like it's like you'll you'll hide them in dog food i don't know if you guys do this with your dogs but she's so damn smart and she always gets the pill out but when you can when you can fool her it's like it's like oh man like you get really proud she totally got fooled tonight so uh i you know that's it's amazing when your dog takes her meds uh, it's because there's also like when she doesn't, you have to wet it down and put it into a syringe. And then you have to put it in her mouth and then she always fights against it. And it's just a horrible way <clears throat> to end the night. Sorry, you guys. I just, I had a, a sip of water and I went down the wrong pipe. And now I'm dying. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to do a Summer House recap. Okay. That's in the bag. We got to talk about Summer House. Interesting episode. Also, a lot of things happened, but it was also a filler episode in a lot of ways for me, something that connects the dots to things. Like, we didn't have the huge assholery of Austin there. We didn't have the Lindsay-Sierra fight. We had a little bit of the after effects of that. There's a lot of nice little moments that I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about. But you know what I'm saying? It's not like, whoa, we got to talk Summerhouse. Like, we got to talk Summerhouse, but we don't got to, oh, you know? Also, I went for a walk this afternoon because I'm trying to get exercise because I'm trying to get in shape. And <clears throat> there was that thought of, should I walk over to Erica Jane's house? I talked about this yesterday on the show. Of, like, should I go walk and just, you know what? Just see if the garbage cans are out. That's all. You know what? Like, it's not trespassing. It's just like, if she's pulling those to the end of the street, why couldn't I just pop? Like, I could have brought my dog with me. I could have taken a poop bag and just like I was throwing the poop in there. And this just happened to be Erica Jane's house. But if I, if, you know, like, if I discovered, you know how proud you guys would be of me? Like, think about that. If I got a picture with that trash can, you guys would be like, that guy's fucking doing it, man. That guy, that guy is really, his parents have got to be so proud of that dude. But I didn't. I just walked. Um <clears throat> Let's see. Business. If you like this show, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you like me even more, please join the Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. Hello, baddies. We, uh, <clears throat> we had a good talk today, me, Medita and Sandra about the Patreon and switching everything up in a good way. But we want to, uh, we want to even do, uh, I always say things, and then I get in trouble for saying things. So you know what, I'll just tell you when it happens. Um, Tomorrow morning, I got to get up super early to talk to a, a, a legend in the housewiving community. So I'm, I'm going to probably just stay up way too late, but I, I'm trying not to. It's 946. Let's see if we can get out of here by midnight tonight. And that doesn't mean I'm doing a two-hour show. It just means I like stop and start at looking at information. So Summer House recap, check, Okay. Then we have listener Kai Filipini, who it's her birthday today. I was talking about her yesterday. Yesterday's show, she went and saw David Sedaris at a um, at a, a not a book signing, but like a book reading, and got a book signed from him by me. And I just wanted to find out more about that experience because I'm a David Sedaris geek. If you guys don't know David Sedaris, I believe he's like kind of the Mark Twain of our time. Just a brilliant writer, so funny. Uh, I just love everything about him. Uh, And we get to find out a little bit about her, what what she looks for in a reality show. She was just great. That's a quick, like, 15-minute thing, conversation I got to have today. And then we're also going to do some pop culture news. Remember, if any of those things don't sound interesting, if they do sound interesting, I'm going to put timestamps so you can skip right to it. If you say, hey— I need I need my Summer House fix. You can skip right to that now. If you say, screw Summer House, I just want Kai Filippini, then you can do that. If you just want the celebrity news, you can do that as well. And if you just don't like me at all, you shouldn't even be here. So let's get started, folks. We've got huge news. Huge. I don't know what you... I mean, I don't know where you guys were when you tried to decipher what Britney Spears was telling us today with her Instagram caption. Sometimes it truly is... Um, it's it's like the Da Vinci Code. It's like the Britney Code of like trying to go through like is she serious? Is she? Because she's got a wicked sense of humor. That Britney Spears and she likes to speak in riddles and rhymes. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. Um, but I'm also saying I'm dumb. So when I first read what I'm about to read to you, I thought yeah, I think she's saying she's pregnant. And I made a post about it. And then people were like, no, dork, she's saying she has a food baby. And I was like, no, dork, I have a food baby. I have an actual food baby in my stomach that I'm carrying around, and I feel like I'm about to burst most days. She – but I think she's saying she's pregnant. And then I was like, well, how idiotic. Now I'm going to – first I predicted the queen was going to die, and that didn't happen. And now Brittany, it's a food baby, and I'm going to look like a <laughs> – I like when I think I'm going to look like a big old idiot when all I do is post idiotic things all day. So this is Brittany. And, you know, for you guys living under a rock that don't know Britney Spears did this – Let's get your fresh eyes on this, your fresh ears on this. Um, Brittany writes, and it was like a – there was like a pink teacup and saucer and some pink flowers, and it says, Andrea McLean Photography. I don't know if this is – but I I don't – I think Brittany's one of those people like my mom that just finds pictures on the internet and screenshots them and then like uses them. But I don't think they're her. Who knows? It's just a very interesting – I don't know what the, the deal is with the image. And Britney Spears goes, "I lost so much weight to go on my Maui trip, only to gain it back." Girl, I've been there. She says, "I thought, geez, what happened to my stomach?" My husband said, "By the way, husband, I thought her and Sam were disengaged." Interesting. My husband said, "No, you're food pregnant, silly." I guess this is the kind of jokes they tell each other. Like you're food, pre- like I love when hot people joke around about their bodies to each other. Like, no, you're you're food pregnant. Hot girl. Um, So I got a pregnancy test, which, by the way, here's another Shark Tank idea. Why don't we do food baby tests, like food baby pregnancy tests? Because it could be like a gag gift, like, oh, you're pregnant with a food baby, and then you could freak your parents out. Um, So it says, so I got a pregnancy test, dot, 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 and, uh, well, dot, 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 I am having a baby. And then it has the baby emoji, dot, dot, dot. Four days later, I got a little more food. Pregnant, and then she used the lady with the baby, uh, with the baby in her tummy, and then three monkey with their monkeys, clo- with their hand, little monkey paws over their eyes. And it goes, it's growing. If two are in there, I might just lose it. And then five of the emojis of the where the guys doing the teeth thing, like oh, And then it goes, I obviously won't be going out as much due to the paps getting their money money emoji shot of me camera emoji, like they unfortunately already have, dot, 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 It's hard because when I was pregnant, I had perinatal depression, um, dot, dot, dot. I have to say it is absolutely horrible. And then the emoji, like, kind of like, not sad eyes, but like, hmm, dot, dot, dot. Women didn't talk about it back then, dot, dot, dot. Some people considered it dangerous if a woman complained like that with a baby inside her dot, dot, dot. But now women talk about it every day, dot, dot, dot. Thank Jesus we don't have to keep that pain a reserved proper secret and then the emoji with the hand uh with the finger over the mouth like shh and then three of the guys with the teeth like ah and then it goes dot 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 this time i will be doing yoga yoga emoji with the lady yoga emoji every day three exclamation points spreading lots of joy and love uh this post has 1,541,264 likes um such uh, renowned people as Paris Hilton says congratulations sis I'm so excited for you love you. Uh that's that's exciting. I'm trying to find any other verifieds here that you guys might uh I Heart Radio says I love you congratulations. It's I love when I love when companies say I love you. And by the way this is an iHeartRadio Radio podcast I think. So um that's all hey Brittany, that's from all of us here at iHeartRadio. <laughs> From all of us sitting here, and I, uh, oh man, how do we? How do I? Hey guys, how do I get verified on any of these things? (laughs) I feel like I should be verified. Um, But this is really exciting, right? Like I, uh, oh, Bravo, Andy! He did five clappy emojis and five heart emojis. What does it mean? Um, No, this is very exciting. This is what she wanted. Remember, remember how much just remember, folks, how much can change in a year. Uh, A year ago, we were getting ready to battle or, or it had just been a month past, I think, the initial conservatorship hearing where all of this came out. And just think how much can change in a year. And I think I take a lot of um, hope from that for my own life, too. Remember, you're never stuck in one place. All you have to do is make one step that feels like the hardest step you've ever made in your life. And then good things can happen. And this was somebody that said they didn't have free agency of their body. Remember? that they wouldn't let Britney have a baby. She wanted a baby and they wouldn't let her take out her IUD, which is just weird when you have your father as a woman near 40 telling you that you cannot take out your IUD. Uh, Like, remember, I'm not saying that Britney is fully mentally uh, fit, but I'm not saying I'm mentally fit, nor uh, I'm I'm saying most of us are, are, you know, like we all have issues. Um, But she deserves to live her life the way that she sees fit unless she harms somebody else. And I don't know. So this, I, I thought this was good. I think this is good news. And it seems like, I mean, I know everybody questions Sam here and there of like, is he the real deal? Does he, what's the deal with the boyfriend? You know? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't even know if it's my business and how freaky it is. You know, you could be like, oh, why is she bringing up the paparazzi? But just remember the paparazzi terrorized her. You know, if you had something like that when you were going through a pregnancy or some kind of big moment in your life, you'd probably be freaked out. The next time you had to go to it, uh, go through it too. You know, like I, I don't even like when people stare at me. <laughs> like I'm a nobody. Like I can't imagine what it's like for somebody like Britney Spears. So. That's big news. I think we should be happy. I think. And and Sam, by the way, Sam confirmed it on his Instagram that he's very excited to be a father. So I love that people are like, well, Sam confirmed it. So we know it's true. No, I knew what Britney was saying. I think Britney confirmed it. Britney just speaks that way. And that's, you know, listen, I, I, I read a lot of everybody's Instagrams. Everybody speaks dorky on Instagram. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but that, that's exciting. So we hope good things. I think she has the right people around her. So hopefully this is all great. And remember, uh, you know, her two sons seem like they're they're OK. I will say Perez Hilton um, posted a video of remember Jason Alexander, Brittany's uh, first husband, was it? Um, and he had a lot of guys. I don't I've never done um, uh, crystal meth. And I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying I got a lot of messages on Instagram when I reposted this video of, like, this is what crystal meth looks like. And they weren't, like, joking. They weren't like, ha-ha. They were like, this is really scary because he looks kind of really just – emaciated and he was popping off saying that uh you know brit is dad and and his mom you know they're 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 not bad people they're just dumb they're dumb country folk you know but he was just popping off go to my instagram look at this video and tell me what you guys think uh because it it really scared the bejesus out of me um so we will keep uh we'll keep eyes on this situation the ever-growing situation uh the mystery of the food baby as uh as Brittany would like to say, um, so that was good news, right? We got that, and uh, let's see, uh, Kim and Pete. Oh, yeah, Kim and Pete. We got our first uh, Kim Kardashian Pete Davidson photo on Maine. I like the, the kiddos. Kid, the, the kiddos say on Maine, which means like you know, not in, not in the Instagram stories, folks. Kim took the brave step of posting pete davidson on her main timeline we got two photos of them kind of cuddly at uh, john and Vinny's restaurant an italian restaurant over on fairfax which is really close to me by the way i should just go there hoping to see them at this point because i believe they go there I- i've seen them paparazzi photos of them another time there So we got two photos that Kim posted of Pete. And listen, this is what I I said this on Instagram. I'm going to say it again here. Kim, if you're listening, we here at the Facetune Bureau of Investigation, we love your work. Okay. We think you're one of the classier people to do it. But we noticed some light shadowing on Pete Davidson. It seems like you took away a little bit of the darkness under his eyes uh, and you smoothed out some things. But by the way, not egregious. This was not something to worry about. And if anything... I'm just saying we're watching. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. I'm not saying, you know, you got to change how you live, Kim. I'm just saying we're watching, okay? We've got a watchful eye. I know you have a team of the best artists out there. So just say, I just want to, you know, we are approaching summer. We all want to have a good summer. Just just be cool, okay? I also got sent, um, I got sent on Sunday. This is like, I hate this Sometimes. Um, so many people DM'd me a photo of Catherine Dennis from Southern Charm where she yassified and face tuned and it was just I mean, you want to talk egregious, you wanna talk like going go uh, going way too far. But everybody was sending this to me like, oh, you know, FBI, Facetune Bureau of Investigation. It's like totally, I'm totally with you. But sometimes like I have to like Gretchen from OC, like it's okay to do a Face Bureau, Facetune Bureau of Investigation on her because she literally Facetunes herself so she has no nostrils. Like that's something we can point. That's something that works. Catherine, I think sometimes I worry because I just don't. I I just hope she's all right. Do you know what I'm saying? And I don't. I don't. I know she's had such a rough go of it this last. I just sometimes don't know. Like oh, me doing an FBI thing. I was kind of worried like Kim can take it and Kim's not doing anything. I mean, Kim's the bad things Kim has done has just affected society as a whole and the way women view their bodies. But you know what? I don't want, I'm not going to mess with that. Um, But uh, So we got the first photos. Very exciting, folks. I think I mentioned this yesterday, but we are not going to be seeing Pete supposedly in this first season of The Kardashians. That premieres on Thursday, uh, but it premieres on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for all you folks just dying to watch it, it'll be on Wednesday. And maybe we'll talk about it on the show. You never know, right? You never know. It could be fun. This food god, though, huh? Food God has really made a return with a vengeance. He is just all over the place. Um, I'm seeing pictures of him pop up everywhere. He was at that wedding I was talking about yesterday, the Beckham kid, the Nicole Peltz Beckham thing. And Daily Mail, I think Food God made them write an article about him where it said he needed protection because he had a diamond-encrusted bow tie. Which, by the way, like who the f- – like. I wouldn't – dude, like I know I don't have the best fashion sense, but even I wouldn't be like, you know what? I should bust out my diamond-encrusted bow tie for this thing. That's going to get the women. You know? <laughs> just, you can't get women like that, food god. Come on, brah. Um, the headline is Jonathan Chebin, food god, needed security to guard his $175,000 over the diamond-encrusted bow tie at Brooklyn Beckham and Nicola Peltz's swanky wedding. No, he didn't. Fucking, these are all billionaires and millionaires at this wedding. You think somebody's gonna like fucking do it like an Ocean's Eleven on Boo God's bow tie? Let's get the bow tie. Let's wait until he's under the cheese fountain and let's just rip it off. Like, no, give me a break. We, so crazy. But I, I like, I like crazy stories. So that that actually did give me a, a giggle. Uh, also, we talked uh, yesterday with Sophie Ross on her Substack. Her, um this was great actually. Her article came out, and it was breaking down the latest Kardashian conspiracy theory. Sophie's going full Q here. She – we talked about this yesterday, but I was reading the article, which I think is – just I love Sophie's writing. And she says, uh, there's a conspiracy theory that Kylie Jenner wasn't actually at the Kardashian's Hulu premiere and instead posted her own edited photos red carpet bids to pretend she was there. I need someone to debunk this, please, because I'm actually going insane. There's no trace of her on Getty Images or in-group photos, but there was a lot of photos. Getty Images took 137 photos at this event, and Kylie is in not one of them. Now, Amanda Hirsch of Not Skinny But Not Fat fame tried to debunk this and convinced everybody that Kylie was there, but this is where Sophie really <laughs> – Sophie goes full conspiracy. She goes, hey, you know, Amanda knows them. She met them and interviewed them for the first time at the premiere and posted videos and photo evidence – So Sophie thinks that they, you know, she could have been doing them a solid by pretending that Kylie was there. So now we're getting in deeper on this conspiracy. Now Kris Jenner has pulled over Amanda from Not Skinny Not Fat and goes, yo, if you want that interview with Kim, you better play ball with Kylie. You saw, hey, where'd you see Kylie tonight? At their premiere? You're damn right you did. That's how Kris Jenner talks. Um, I just think this is great. But then she goes even further. The person that did have photos from Kylie that night was a photographer you can find on Instagram at the real spw and it kind of seems like it's Kylie's personal photographer. Then uh Sophie posts a photo that does kind of look photoshopped if you look at the feet. But you know this is funny like we used to back in the day you guys there was like this whole I read when I was a kid about like they think they faked the moon landing and that Stanley Kubrick the uh The fantastic director, rest in peace, filmed the moon landing on a, uh, you know, a sound stage in Burbank, California. And we never, you know, officially landed back on the moon back then. And there was, like, this rumor that had gone around. And I like that, you know, at least then you're like, you faked a moon landing. That's huge. You're like, I totally – I mean, that's a – I could see why you'd fake that. You know, like, I don't know why you'd fake it, but I could see that's huge. But, like, faking that – like, the thing with conspiracy theories that always – I don't get, and I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that Sophie's not right. I'm just saying that like, why, why does it matter? Like what? I, okay. Like sure. Fake a moon landing. You're going to fake Kylie's there. Like why? Like, you know, if Kylie wants to be there, she, I mean, like you would say, Oh, she wanted control of her image, but at the same time, like really, like, I don't know. None of it. Just the why makes no sense to me for any of these conspiracies. I want to believe like, I mean, how insane is that? If that really is, is going on, if they're faking Kylie being at a premiere to me, that is just, but that's remember, I want to point out Jen, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck got, uh, engaged last week, right? Remember a year ago when we were saying that, uh, that Jennifer Lopez was giving hand signals to the paparazzi and this was a fake setup to piss off Alex Rodriguez. Remember that? And, and unless they're still in on this deep, deep, dark bit, it turns out they really, I think, are in love again. Like, you know, like how far do people go to fool the public? I'm sure sometimes yes, but sometimes I just don't get to what end. Would it any of this matter? You know, to what end? I, you know, but I think it's kind of funny and I like the it's funny until it's not funny, but I kind of like the uh I like the hullabaloo around it all. I like that this is the shit we talk about. This fascinates me. Like I love that Sophie wrote this full article and put all these pictures. It's really the subset is very entertaining um you know what's not entertaining folks is another article i read today now if the kids are in the car with you while you're listening i need you to kick them right out just throw them right out of that car or truck or sedan or sub and if you're at home just tell them you know mommy or daddy needs their alone time and you kick them out of the room because we're about to talk an adult story a little bit of a sexy story if you will also a little bit of a nausea nausea like an extreme nausea story uh page six reports the headline bronwyn Windham burke quote girlfriend and i have spicy sex 10 times a day what is spicy like we put the <laughs> i feel like andrea we put a tap of tea on my penis hey uh so bronwyn Windham burke of course the uh no longer on the cast from real Housewives of orange county uh she uh came out as gay on the last season of that show and recently said you know she is Yeah, that her and Sean probably aren't going to work out, but they're best friends. Shocks. So this article is just wild. This is when I really wish I could have a call-in show so I could take your calls on what your thoughts are. Here's the article. Bronwyn Windenberg's spicy sex life includes 15-minute orgasms with their new girlfriend, Victoria Brito. Who has the time for these 15-minute ones? Like, I once had a five-second one. I thought I was losing my mind. Uh, The Real Housewives of Orange County alum who came out in 2020 is smitten with her partner of six months. Uh, You better be more than smitten if you're having 15-minute OGs. OGs? OGs. Well, that's orgasms. I just... The quote, the physical part of it is amazing. I'm not going to lie. The sex is ne- I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. The sex is next level. I hope every woman gets to experience this at least once in their life, what I've been experiencing lately. And I'm like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Can I take your order? Um, <laughs> when did Burke candidly told the son, what kind of fucking like interview are you doing? Like, where <laughs> You know, you know things aren't going well if you're having to talk about your sex life. Like, what about what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, this article's revolving around your 15-minute OGs. <laughs> Although she noted that her husband, with whom she shares seven children and has no plans to divorce, also, quote, had skills in the bedroom, <laughs> she now has 15-minute orgasms with her model girlfriend. Quote, she gives it to me in little doses, <laughs> ma'am. She's like, if I did it all at once, you might die. <laughs> we have sex 10 times a day. That's not normal. The Bravo Leopardy says, we know Bronwyn, we know. Quote, and I didn't think I was a sexual person. Now I'm like, let's not leave the bed for the next three days. I never thought I would be that person. I'm 44 and I'm like a 15 year old boy. May I rewind everybody? She tried to go down on like fucking Tamara, like a, like a, uh, like a, what is it, like a Chili's or something? Like remember when they all went out, like one of those first things and she like tried to like make out, I think she did make out with Tamara at like a Tostitos or, um, so, I think she's always been, like, extremely sexed up towards women. Uh, the former reality star also revealed she splits her time with her family in Newport Beach and a one-bedroom apartment in New York City she moved into with Brito. God, imagine—this is true. Imagine those neighbors. Like, oh, fuck. She's going. Let's time it out. Fifteen minutes on the clock. Quote, I have a beautiful relationship. I met her in New York, and she feels like home to me. Come on. There's no other way to describe it. I bet there is. We've recently moved in with each other. We have a place in Brooklyn, and I'm excited to see where all this goes. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm excited to see. I'm glad you're taking it slow. Let's see where it goes. Um, we have a place in Brooklyn, and I'm excited to see where all this goes. I get red when I talk about it. Well, I I get green when I talk about it. You know, it's spicy. It's good. She's got skills. Windenberg continued. What kind of article is this? The reality star added that she's grateful for her chance to get a second chance at life with a woman. Quote, I'm living my life authentically as a gay woman. That is incredible. I'm in love. It just feels good. I feel things more. Yeah, you feel things more. I feel all the feelings and they're real. Damn it, they're real. I feel all the feelings and they're real. I'm telling you, page six, it's real. She also conform- confirmed that her unconventional relationship with her ex was still going strong. <laughs> quote it's definitely been hard <laughs> you know it's you know what makes relationships hard when you come out and then date a woman and move out of the state it's been, hard. it's been a little hard i gotta say it's not been the it's not been the easiest road <laughs> it's definitely been hard cohabitating nesting we've had to find our footing We've had to take long separations from each other to figure out where we're going what I've never heard of Sean taking long breaks we've had to take long separations also if you really truly had any concern for your partner, would you ever be quoted in a paper saying this woman is laying it down this woman's laying better pipe than Sean ever did. <laughs> I'm just, this is deranged. I don't know if she's misquoted. I don't know if this is really real. This is deranged. I cannot be alone on this uh, quote. But I think we found a good rhythm right now.
2: <laughs> Me and Sean,
1: we found a good rhythm. I moved out of state. It's a good rhythm. Yeah, we have a really good rhythm. Um, we have a good phone bill, uh, phone plan at AT and T long distance. No, but I think we found a good rhythm right now. I think we found. <laughs> I think we found something that works. <laughs> And, you know, today everything is good. Obviously, things are always open for change. Wait, more change, Bronwyn? What else is going to change? I, I think we found something that works. Yeah. You know what, it, Bronwyn, you know what you're describing? A divorce. You're describing a divorce. You're describing a divorce where the people don't hate each other that's gotten divorced. That's what you're describing. I... Oh me come on, you guys. Like I wanna like I was so proud of her as coming out as alcoholic and I don't care. I don't give a rip if she's gay. But come on, man. Like Bronwyn should also be extra careful too because she knows we all think she's shady to begin with. Like I don't know Bronwyn from a hole in the wall, but like we all we've all come together as a Bravo nation to you like she's one of those people that campaigned. Like she would like go and hang out with housewives before they got on the show just to be a part of the action, it just always read as a campaign. And this is more of that. Like I'm not doubting she's in love or anything like that. But it's just the the oh you got I mean, you guys know? I got I need a call-in show. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to people about this. Um, but that article just gave me new life. It really is amazing. Also, uh, this was interesting. I woke up to this article. Simon Cowell. Has gone uh, Simon Cowell, of course, of American Idol and X Factor fame. He uh, did something very brave today. He did an article where he has said, and this is great. We're going to hold him to this. Simon Cowell says, "I'm done with Botox. Made me look like horror film. Some of my favorite paparazzi shots are from five years ago with Simon at at." Uh, Was it X Factor or America's Got Talent where he's like thumbs up and his face just looks insane? This guy got addicted to Botox and fillers. And at least he's admitting it. But he's like, yeah, man, like I looked insane. Um, He went even further confessing his son Eric was in hysterics over his filled in face. He's got a little boy. And that's when he realized enough was enough. Imagine that. Imagine being fucking like. "Quote: There was a there was a stage where I might have gone a bit too far. I saw a picture of me from before the other day and didn't recognize it as me. First of all, now I was almost going to do a TikTok video about this today, you guys, because I went back and looked at photos of Simon Cowell, and like you know, you're like okay, like when you gradually see somebody change, it's shocking, but then you're like okay, I think that's close to how he looked." Dude, he fucking switched up his look. I re- I watched the first season of American Idol. I was that guy. I watched night one of American Idol. He looks nothing like that dude. Like you know, like with like plastic surgery, you always see that person in there somewhere, but it's not that person. It's like you're dreaming that part. You know what I'm saying? It's like very, it's a very odd experience. So congrats to Simon. Uh, hopefully, you are not lying to us. You know, he would never lie to us. So I thought that was interesting as well. Um, also, shout out to uh, Khloe Kardashian's daughter, True, had her fourth birthday the other day and everybody was d- giving well wishes and we had North, Northwest, Kim and Kanye's daughter, letting uh, letting her cousin know that uh, f- being four sucks. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, I keep saying this, but I know it within my bones. North would bully the hell out of me. Like North, like I just... I know like I have a feeling she's one of those people that could meet me tomorrow at the age she is now and say one thing that would just destroy me without knowing like it'd be like it would like looking into my soul. She'll be like, you're scared you're gonna die alone. And I'll be like, oh shit, North got me. Like, I have a feeling like that. You know, like Courtney's daughter, Penelope, she always looks like she just kind of knows things. Like, she looks like an old wise, like she looks like a 98 like year old woman that like predicts the future. Do you ever notice that about Penelope? Maybe I'm watching these things too closely. Um, but she's, and she's just like quiet in the background. But North's out there telling people that four socks and stuff. Like this girl knows. And also, like, I gotta be honest, I don't even remember four. North remembers it, man. Like, she like four, four was like her Vietnam, you know? Uh Bill and Becky Bailey were supposed to be on today. They turned me down because they had too many activities going on. So they said they would be happy to speak with me later this week. So they would pencil me in for Bill and Becky Bailey, my parents' fans. Uh, also Ralph Macchio, this is if you guys watch Cobra Kai. Ralph Macchio is the, the, one of the dads in Cobra Kai. He starred in the Karate Kid series that I grew up with. And uh, he – I remember back then like when I, I was like eight or nine or something. Like, But he was playing a high school kid. And I even remember then like they were like, he's 25 playing a high school kid. And I didn't give a rip when I was a kid. But then I read this article today and it, free, it was Ralph Macchio celebrates his 60th birthday. 6-0. And – all of that's fine. he still looks like he's 18, you guys. He still if you guys watch Cobra Kai on Netflix, which I think is a very weirdly enjoyable show. It I just when I know we all do that too. And and by the way, the kids listening, younger people listening, this will happen to you. So you know whatever. Um, old man Bailey's telling you, but you you know, we ref, I reference everything as pop culture, you know, it's like music, we use it as the soundtrack to our lives. Same thing with pop culture things. Like you have those stars that you hear their age, and you're just like, no fucking way. How did 20 years pass us by like that? Everything's like, a you know, Brian Adams song, like summer of 69 about the good old days, you know, or bruce springsteen uh i just thought that i just i needed to share that with i needed to get that off my it just really shook me up you guys it very much (laughs) shook me up uh later this week we're going to talk about erica jane's hair extension line and we're going to be excited also uh sad news coming out of the cyrus household um miley cyrus's parents uh billy ray and the other one uh let's see what her name is uh I am prepared, you guys. Don't even worry. I, the main thing is that they, they're they getting a divorce. This is not the first time that they have um, had problems. Oh, Tish. Tish Cyrus. Tish. Uh, yeah, Tish Cyrus files for divorce from Billy Ray uh, after 30 years of marriage. In the divorce docs obtained by TMZ, Tish says the couple hasn't lived together for more than two years. Oh, see, that'll do it. By the way, Tish. Tish might want to talk to Bronwyn because... If this is what this leads to divorce, Bronwyn, if you're if, if you're listening, when you move out of the house for two years, things bad things happen. Uh, she states irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split. She's asking the court to equally distribute all marital assets. You got to imagine this family is it's got to be pretty loaded, right? Like they're all bringing in money. Don't the parents manage? I don't I don't know what the situation is there, but what a. uh I'm always, I'm always seeing Cyrus kids that I had no idea existed. Like, how do they, I feel like they keep adding people. It's like that first episode of the bachelor where you like, don't know all the contestants. And then five episodes in, you're like, I've never seen that girl in my life. Literally have never seen that contestant in my life. Like they keep adding Cyrus kids that I didn't know existed. Like who's bracing Cyrus. I know Trace is the tattooed dude. I know Miley, Noah, Brandy stella like what is going on over there i i don't know man but like sad news over there um hopefully they're they're all good (laughs) hopefully hopefully they're uh they're doing they're doing good over there uh dj khaled got his walk of fame star and it was a star-studded affair um he got the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Jay Z, Diddy, Fat Joe. By the way, that is just like Fat Joe. I I know that. Like I think he gave himself that name, but it would just be the worst. You you know, like there's just got to be days where you don't want to be called Fat Joe. Like I like a lot of people will call me. Hey, big guy. I hate it. I hate big guy. I hate that. Tayana Taylor was there on Monday when Cali got a star unveiled on a famous stretch of the sidewalk, and it got pretty emotional. Um, Jay and Diddy sat next to each other from their front row seats with Diddy and Joe taking the podium to share some kind words about their friend. Uh, oh, this is actually a cool photo. Um, I do want to point out one of my favorite DJ Khaled memories, and this is another thing that's not, this is, uh, for adults only guys, uh, DJ Khaled. Remember when he went on, this is like, I just don't, I get, I get the soundbite aspect. I guess it's like live, you know, you get some. You get a little juice, you get a little clout, maybe for saying stupid things, but it's still, at the end of the day, a stupid thing. So DJ Khaled, what was it, like six years ago, he said – oh, this is – is this really only 2018? Um, May 4th, 2018. Well, maybe this is what caused COVID. Uh, the, The headline is, DJ Khaled said he expects oral sex but won't return the favor because there are, quote, different rules for men. Quote, there are some things that you guys might not want to do or want to do. It got to get done. I just can't do what you want me to do. TJ Khaled said in a resurface interview. (laughs) Oh, this was on The Breakfast Club. Um the interviewer appears—oh, sorry. The interview appears to be from 2014. This article was in 2018. It says, It's certain things I just don't do. I believe a woman should praise the man, the king. If you holding it down for your woman, I feel like the woman should praise and the man should praise the queen, he continued. But, you know, my way of praising is called, how was dinner? You like the house you living in? You like all them clothes you getting in? I'm taking care of your family. I'm taking care of my family. When host Angela Yee asked Khaled if he goes down on his longtime girlfriend, he replied, nah, never. Nah, I can't do that. Hell nah. I can't do that. I don't do that. Yee asked Khaled if he would be okay with his girlfriend not giving him oral sex, to which he said, nah, it's not okay. You got to understand, I'm the don, I'm the king. She told Khaled she doesn't think the double standard is fair. Khaled said, it's different rules for men. You got to understand, we the king. There are some things that you guys might want not want to do or do want to do. It got to get done. I just can't do what you want me to do. I just can't. And uh, the internet freaked out about this years ago. But I just want to, I just want to, because this shit lives in perpetuity. I want to remind people of these amazing pop culture moments and another one. Uh, so shout out to DJ Khaled, who does not, uh, who does not go down on his, his long suffering girlfriend. Oh my God. You guys, you know how just 20 minutes ago we were talking about Gretchen, Gretchen Rossi from OC and how she photo, like how she, uh, face tunes like her nostril out. So it's like only one nostril. Sometimes another friend of mine, that's a podcaster that you probably know, just sent me a text to look at this and sent me a brand new Gretchen Gretchen. Uh, face tuning her nostril out like she literally just posted this today man like how uh, like how do we get that way where we're just like you know what nobody's gonna know nobody's gonna know nobody's gonna know that I have uh I've I've face tuned my nostril out (laughs) nobody's gonna know nobody's gonna know uh let's get into this folks you guys are Guest today is Kai Filippini. This is a quick, like, 15-minute interview. It's her birthday today. I got to speak with her. We got to talk about David Sedaris. We got to talk about one of her favorite bands, Sex Brews. Yeah, the name of that band is correct. Uh, Wait till you hear about it. They make pancakes at their show so you can eat while you rock out with Sex Brews. She's a member of the Patreon. Uh, She was great. I always just love hearing other people's lives, and it sounds like she has a really cool one. So uh, here she is, and then after that, we'll go to commercial, and then we'll come back, and we will do a full recap of tonight's Summer House, folks. What a jam-packed show. Once again, here she is, Kai Filippini. Guys, welcome uh, to So Bad It's Good. Uh, Today is awesome. I talked about this on Monday's show, is that uh, I have a Patreon, and uh, it's really cool where I actually get to talk with listeners and uh, meet them, and they're all really cool. And uh, our next uh, guest right now, it's it's her birthday today, so we have to all wish her a happy birthday, but this is the person that went to the David Sedaris book reading I was telling you about, and I think got a book signed, and if it's what I think, it it cracked me up. Uh, But Kai Filippini, welcome to the show. Happy birthday.
2: Thanks,
1: Ryan. Mm. How are you? So I'm I'm good. I mean, this is Monday. I'm I just tried to make a Ramona Singer TikTok and I failed miserably. And I was like, I gotta go. I gotta I gotta talk to Kai. But I was like, fr- I I spent like 20 minutes trying to make this TikTok, and I'm I'm just like, I'm too old for this. I'm too old.
2: I don't even have TikTok. So good
0: on you for trying. I think
1: you're doing no, something. not good on me. This is sad. It's very sad. Um, you're trying so you, though. That's what
0: matters.
1: You also, I talked about you before because you are. The person that wrote in, I asked people to tell me what they were doing over their weekend, and you wrote in the next week saying you went to a band called Sex Bruise.
2: Yeah, Sex Bruise, they're awesome. (laughs) Is that (laughs) I have to say it? Sex Bruise. Sex Bruise. Yeah, so they are a local favorite of mine. We're going to see them on the twenty second. Wait, where where do you live again? I live in Richmond. Actually, they're from south carolina i keep thinking that they're from virginia but they're not
1: i saw <laughs> a beach serious. house last night and i noticed they're going to be in richmond virginia in two months I'm or three months um but sex brews was interesting because you said they make pancakes on stage
2: they do and they fling them out to the audience and get to chow down while we're rocking out <laughs>
1: So Sex Bruise is a band that also you can get pancakes during.
2: Yeah. And it's funny. They also have a um, bagel bag of cocaine to uh, share with friends in the crowd. That's always a fun time.
1: Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. An actual
2: bag of cocaine? <laughs> I think it's actually just the pancake mix. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it, Sex Brews a is a going uh, to like...
1: make no money in their day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Take that, Rolling Stones. You don't do anything like exactly. that. Exactly. Um, so and what in terms of reality shows and stuff what is your jam what do you like how did you get involved in watching any of this stuff and loving this stuff
2: um bad girls club becomes yes mind.
1: oh god bad girls club is very sex bruise i feel I like i can't very... get no
2: sleep because of y'all <laughs> <I can't laughs> <get no sleep laughs>
1: the banging of me. the pots what was her name what's she's a legend she just banged the pots in the morning like ah
2: yeah, i'm missing so the name good. now but it's, yeah it's legendary and then natalie being like i run out <laughs> but she didn't um but no all those you know vh1 shows um i really liked my life on the d-list with kathy griffin so that got me into bravo people
1: forget and, that she is like the the originator of bravo reality in a lot of ways people just kind of know, like skip over that entirely
2: i love andy but andy literally stole her life like stole wait, her wait. network her best friend you know, wait, wait, but it wasn't people.
1: see i gotta look into andy's career more wasn't he at bravo from the beginning too or like what do you mean like because how do you mean steal like i know they're in, they're in a war andy and kathy still but i thought there was like room for both of them
2: there could have been i there could have been but i guess there wasn't
1: yeah <laughs> I but mean, she i watched
2: her comedy specials on there all the time i know a host of everything so and,
1: i mean that so is we'll true i mean i never thought about it that way of that maybe she should have gotten the watch what happens live talk show spot you know
2: exactly That's what i'm saying
1: um so, what know. what bravo do you watch now
2: i mean currently i have the schedule going of summer house on mondays <laughs> and then- <laughs> uh tuesdays is jersey wednesdays oc um that's that for Bravo schedule right now looking forward obviously to beverly hills um sad that uh shaz is getting canceled but i did hear mj on the radio today with jeff lewis and it sounds like her and reza and Gigi are getting off.
1: so if you listen to the patreon i just did this weekend i said the same thing because uh, i met mj on thursday night and right. she did say she alluded to the fact that her and Gigi and reza have something else going on so i'm not sure exactly what the hopefully it's not like a tummy tea line or something hopefully it's an actual another show but we'll we'll see you know
2: another interesting uh bit of tea that she gave was that uh the allegations or whatever happened with mike it wasn't paulina that's involved Oh,
1: episode. that's huge. Oh, wow. That is yeah. huge.
2: Yeah. So she wouldn't say more than she thinks it might have been a threesome situation that went awry. So. We'll okay. We see. need cameras on. We need another season. I know they should have been rolling. They should. Have been... um,
1: are you excited for the new season of Beverly Hills? What did you think of the trailer?
2: Erica's really going to. Show herself, I think this season. Finally, um, I didn't know Garcelle wrote a book. I learned that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did read Erica Jane's book, though. I found it at Goodwill for a dollar. And
1: uh you found was, Erica Jane's book for a dollar?
2: Yeah, so I read it last summer. Um,
1: she's not that's a great price, by the way. I would pay, yeah, for for real. I would pay a totally dollar for pay. that. I would totally pay Yeah,
2: So, but it just is weird. The whole thing with her son, it just seems she's like, well i had bigger dreams so i left him behind sort of thing. Uh,
1: and he could sorry sorry son you gotta <laughs> fend for yourself i gotta go and marry this rich man
2: Exactly. i mean yeah so her i really hope that you know garcelle and sutton and crystal can really shine because you know fox was five or whatever they're so <laughs> tired.
1: i think they should do a thing every um every season where, like, it ends with some kind of, like, boxing match. Like, they work up to a thing where they all get to actually fight each so
2: you're other. You're
1: gonna have Martin from uh, New York. Yeah. yeah, hey, I'm Leah's trainer. Martin, let's do this. Yeah. Like, but wouldn't you love to see at the very, like, who wins? Like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, Erica Janes pitted up against Sutton and Sutton, like, kicks her ass I feel like Sutton could
2: kick her ass. I feel like she really could. Well,
1: I don't feel like, sh- I feel like physically Erica's bigger and more domineering, but it would be, like, that back to the future when uh, the nerd guy hits the bully Biff and like gets one good shot. And that's what I could see. Like Sutton gets just like, I'll say, I'll say, you're not going to pick on me anymore. (laughs) And then she bends down and she just, and like, she knocks out Erica cold.
2: I would just love to see Garcelle take down uh, Lisa. God, I would pay money for
1: that. Yeah. I think physically that would be easy. Cause she's like, just, you could put, you could blow her over, you know?
2: Right. Exactly. Or just like, you know, that, Signature hairstyle of hers, just, just yank the, on. I'm her. gonna get like violent right now, just dragging, <laughs> her her dragging her across the ring. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, well, you've got to make sure she's not wearing one of her w- wig wigs though, because that's how she'd get out of it. You'd pull on that hair it if looks. it's a wig, she can get away that right, way. So you like, want to make sure lips. you get her real hair. Okay. See, these are great ideas. Um, okay, so what I wanted to talk to you—you you posted the other night in the Facebook group that—and uh, you went to David Sedaris, who is one of my favorite authors. I don't even know how you describe David Sedaris. He's just, he's kind of like a Mark Twain, but for today's, um, I don't know, there's just something really beautiful about his writing, hysterical about his writing. His voice to me is amazing. And you went and saw him do a reading in, in yes. Richmond. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean,
2: I uh, read a lot of David Sedaris in high school and I think that he's kind of responsible for my outlook in life so you're saying like he's a mark twain of today just his outlook on life is like i'll do anything if i can get material out of it and i'm not looking for material but like just find the humor and everything right yeah 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 so um yeah i mean like in in college i would keep journals with me all the time and just jot down the funny things that i saw throughout the day so, yeah. So, I mean, really. Well, even
1: and by the way, even pain is funny, you know, like even right. even the really horrible, like if you get perspective on it, it, it gets fun. like the all the horrible stories that really like messed me up in the moment is now kind of funny to me, like bad dates, relationships, all of these things. Like there is humor to be found in everything if your brain allows you to do that.
2: Exactly. So, yeah. So we went to the signing before the reading just because um, I read that he could be grouchy afterwards. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) wait, was his uh, husband
2: with him? No, he was at home. Um, So, yeah, we're standing in line and I'm not usually a nervous person, but he was asking very odd questions to the people that he was on the books for. So I was like, oh, God, what's he going to ask me? Uh, Like two people in front of him. like. In front of me, he asked the woman, do you have a lot of friends? I don't know what she said, but his next question was like, when's the last time you broke up with a friend? (sighs) Then he went on to say how he broke up with his sister, Lisa, because she's a cunt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wait, I love that because he's kind of making it fun for him. Like, I'm going to actually have a connection then, you know?
2: Exactly. And then the woman before, like, ahead of me, went. you know, she has a daughter with her. And going on about how they listened to him in the car and he just stops and he goes, what medications are you on? <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out she had battled breast cancer one twice. You know, then he turned it into a joke, you know, like, well, how did they review Like, how did they tell you, you have breast cancer? And he's like, well, it would have been funnier if they had called and said you got titty cancer. <laughs> it's just like cancer's not so bad as long as it's above the belt you know <laughs>
1: God. so and then what did he say to you what did he ask
2: so that's what i was, I was like "Oh God, what's he going to ask me so i gave him my book to sign and uh instead of signing well he asked me if i wanted a um chocolate covered espresso bean that he had on the table. So I was like, yeah, you sure. took it
1: right. I would by the way, I, I wouldn't eat it. that. I would put that in like a loose site kind of like uh so you could show people, you know?
2: Well nobody else was taking one. And I was like, I actually like those So I ate it stupidly because then I was like, oh god, I can't talk to him. My mouth is full. But while <laughs> while I was eating, he uh he had like uh markers with and everything. So he yeah. gave me an owl for let's explore diabetes owl. Oh I love yeah and the book, book has that. an owl in the f- yeah so then also, while he was doing this, he goes, I'm just, I'm really happy that you can all be here today. And I was like, yeah, thank you for having us. He's like, well, no, I mean, did you see the news? I'm like, no. He's like, you didn't hear about the explosion? No. He's like, yeah, the cheese factory. It's a huge explosion. It's terrible. Debris was everywhere. And so, so it was the cheesiest joke ever. I'm really bad at telling jokes, by the way. So he had everybody in line laughing, and he used that joke later to close out his show. Actually, <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he signed my book, and then he signed my husband Shanks's book, uh, "The Best of Me," because well, Shanks
1: oh yeah, I love the best it.
2: meat. So he just finished the title, "The best, say, of me. best of Me." See, I like yeah. that. More,
1: most people just sign their, Leah McSweeney did a book signing and she just was signing her name. Like, I like people, like, this is, that's cool, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, he wants people to be, like, like, picking up a book at Goodwill or whatever later, and he's just, like, you know, to whore, go back to Whore Island sounds way better than, like, you know, <laughs> <mile or> more. <laughs> so, <laughs> makes sense. So, yeah, so I feel like a bad friend, because a lot of my other friends really like David to do this too, but I was like, "Oh no, I got to get one for Ryan." But
1: yeah, but do they have a podcast? I mean, come on, your friend—that's that's your friend's true. fault for not having a podcast. That's true.
2: And also, I did write to you, and you didn't answer. I didn't expect you to, but I was like, hey, <laughs> about coming to this or going to this event because I was going to be missing a class for school to do it, and I was just
1: like, "What are you in class for school for?"
2: Uh, speech therapy. Nice. Yeah, so um, I do online classes, and I hadn't missed a class yet. I'm just like, oh God. So I'm like taking a walk on my break at work, and I'm just, should I do it? Should I not? And then I was like, I'll ask Brian's opinion. So I was like writing, and then I was like, this isn't going to ruin my career if I miss a class to go see this. So I, obviously, what am I doing? I answered my yeah. questions. Thanks. And then also like my cohort, my classmates, shout out cohort um they were all like yeah go ahead miss class like go see david zadaris i was like yeah got permission going to do it so yeah so i was like all right well thank you to you because
1: i I, I, I got I you i inspired what'd you say
2: I said, I probably want to talk myself out of it. No,
1: it's good. That's that's what life is about is those experiences. I mean, by the way, life's also about working hard and achieving your right. dreams through a career and all that. But there are these like moments of like actually being able to, there are people that we love in life and we got to go support those people that bring us joy or make us think a little bit more about life. Right. And for David Sedaris, it's always, he's always been one of those for me, you know?
2: Right. Yeah, Exactly. And yeah, so like supporting things that I love, like Sex Brews or you, like, sex,
1: yeah, Sex <laughs> Brews. Wait, did you get a book for Sex Brews? Did you get David to sign a Sex Brews? I'm
2: gunning for them hard to be um, included on Jam Cruise. So I want to get them on a cruise playing for people that love them. So I'm just you like want
1: Sex Brews to play on a cruise ship. That's the goal. That's the next. Yes.
2: Thing. So there's this, there is a cruise it's called Jam Cruise and it's, very hard to get into and i think that they deserve it so i'm just like street teaming as much as i can i guess
1: wait so there's a jam cruise that's hard to get into have the other jam cruise bands been announced like and is it hard to get into and in the fact that they you like been
2: announced yet but it is hard and they have favorites too like any festival like you know they like the bands that work well with them um and dude yeah they play I mean- a-
1: dude jets jam- Sex roots would be perfect. They could play a breakfast show, like just like they could, late, you know, no, like
2: late, late night disco room. And like, you know, you forgot to eat. So here's some pancakes. it awesome. Yes,
1: that's what I'm saying. Okay. Everybody likes snacks.
2: Exactly. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you get,
1: you bring, you bring a book for me, I think, yes. right? And, so, and, and so, yeah. you present so, um, this to David Sedaris.
2: Right. So I chose uh, children playing before a statue of Hercules. Um, and my husband was like why that one it's weird you didn't even write that one it's just like a compilation i'm like yes but it's like perfect for ryan because that's pretty much what he does oh i love that yeah i was reading the intro before uh you called and it's really like he's talking down about himself being like i'm not a good writer and i just i'm embarrassed to like the things i like but now i'm not anymore so here's a bunch of artists that i wish i could be as good as and I want you guys to enjoy them and I was just like well geez I and mean, he talks about how he loves audiobooks it's not lazy it's you know just hearing it from the authors and Alex, just, I was like it's perfect that's um, perfect yeah, it is it really is perfect um and so yeah so I presented this and they have uh cards that somebody fills out with like your name and they put it in the page to design so you could just open it up read it and sign whatever so he saw to ryan and the baddies in which front by of the team. way
1: you guys that's what we call the patreon the baddies uh, <laughs> and it's it's kind of tongue-in-cheek because we know that's a it's a little silly but we're the baddies yeah
2: right exactly so he opens it up you know i'm standing there i'm like oh god what's he gonna do and um <laughs> he's like to ryan and the baddies that's me. and i was like no 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 baddies I mean we're like pleasantly pumped but no baddies and I was like oh yeah well, my <laughs> friend Ryan has this podcast and I, like immediately I was just like oh my god I just lied to David Sedaris okay I'm just gonna roll with it yeah he has this podcast and you know it's so bad it's good we talked about pop culture and bravo and then I'm like oh boy I, I feel about this big talking about yeah. Bravo to David Sedaris.
1: yeah 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 well his sister <laughs> Amy Sedaris loves bravo
2: exactly i realized that afterwards but at the time i was just like oh god i gotta stop talking but i was like i got out the name of the podcast and the what we talk about and that we're baddies and we're fans and we love david yeah. as well and he goes how sweet and he fixed, <laughs> fixed it and he was just like well i hope you guys enjoy your podcast and i was like we will thank you and then i realized I'm going to have to give away a book. I never oh, give away my
1: books. I'm happy to pay for the book. I'm happy to, Oh, you know what? I could even exchange a book. I get to exchange one from my collection to you. And that way, cause I have a big collection of books um, that I could exchange to you. So that could be a way like a little lending library kind of a thing. I
2: like that idea. Yeah. Appreciate let's it. do that.
1: Um, okay. so, uh, <laughs> The fatties thing is so David Sedaris, though, that it, cr- it makes me, it just cracks me up so much. So what are you going to do the rest of your day uh, today for your birthday?
2: Um, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of boring. I got to do my schoolwork. But then, you know, my husband's going to come home and we're going to turn on some disco lights and <laughs> eat some more cake. And I don't, we just like to chill. Like, we either go really hard or do nothing at all. I love it. I love the
1: whole I I love you. I I think I really dig your life. I like I like and and thank you so much for this. This was like I know it's your birthday, but I feel like it's my birthday because that really does mean a lot to me. Um, but you have always been awesome. I, I don't get to I actually have a meeting right after this with Sandra and Meditza about how to respond to more people better because I'm just a mess. If you could see the rest of my room, it's just a mess. Um, but I wanted to say happy birthday. I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to say thank you and I wanted to get the story and I think we got to do all of that. Is there a birthday wish that you have this year?
2: I hope that the Roni situation can come out well and not be a, a more embarrassing stain on Bravo than they are. Me
1: i love that you chose not to make it about yourself not to make it you you're like you know what the Rony situation I really, <laughs> we need to fix the that's a great birthday wish and i think that can actually come true this year uh kai filipini thank you so much um uh i will be talking to you many more times i'm sure in the future so thank Hope you so, so much for joining us and happy birthday
2: thank you ryan
1: Credit card. We will be back to the show in just one second. Now is my favorite part of the show, is when I get to talk about our sponsors. We have one sponsor today, and it is a new sponsor, and it's a really good sponsor because they sent me a bunch of amazingly good, free, healthy food. Of course, I'm talking about Splendid Spoon. Um, Days for me are crazy. And I tell you guys this all the time. I just want to be told what to do. Like I like I don't have time to sometimes cook. I don't have time to do things that I should be doing. But that's where Splendid Spoon comes in um because they send you beautiful meals, just beautiful meals that you just have to heat up or drink and you feel good and healthy and it's good for you and it tastes good. Um we all know wh- that we are what we, right? But it can be tough to make time for shopping, meal planning, prepping, cooking. So why not get straight to the good part with great meals that require no prep whatsoever. Let's say it again with no prep. Splendid Spoon sends delicious plant-based meals and snacks right to your door. It's ready-to-eat food designed to fit into your busy schedule instead of taking time out of it. So this is the part where they want me to talk about my experience, and it has been amazing, you guys. They uh, let me choose what I wanted. So they had like soups, smoothies, little health shots, noodle bowls, grain bowls. All low calorie, all delicious, like truly this was a joy to eat. <laughs> like I'm not like I really I can't say like it's one of those things that like I would want to do this re- like I am might like and I'm just going to say might. I might pay my own money to do this. That's how much I've liked it so far. Uh, Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy. Splendid Spoon meals are shipped right to your door, ready to eat. You'll only lift a finger to press start on your microwave. And I still managed to screw that part up. I was hitting all sorts of buttons. Uh, Splendid Spoon fits into any schedule and there's a meal plan for everyone. And every meal plan is customizable so you can get what you want every time. Like I told you, I pick my own meals. Every single meal is 100% plant based, gluten free and GMO free, always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains and spices from all over the world. Legumes is just a fancy word for beans, you guys. Um, somebody told me once I smelled like legumes and I remember that. I will remember that to the day I die. It was very hurt it hurt enjoy a fresh take on classic dishes like their fan favorite vegan meatballs and marinara noodles or take your taste buds on a journey with exciting dishes like cauliflower tikka soup which was excellent by the way Uh, they've got plenty of smoothies grain bowls soup bowls noodle bowls for you to discover and with over 50 choices and a constantly rotating menu there are always new dishes to try i am so hungry right now plus eating Plant-based food can come up with a wealth of benefits like improved energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. Try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off your plate. Just go to SplendidSpoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off your first box when you subscribe to the breakfast, lunch, and reset plan or the breakfast, lunch, dinner, and reset plan. That's SplendidSpoon.com slash so bad for $50 off. $50, that's a lot of off. That's a great amount of money off. And also, I really do hope some of you guys do this because I really this is like good. Like, please, if you do this, tell me because I really I really dug this. This is actually a sponsor that I'm like, I want to do good for them because I want to get more free food. I'm just going to be completely honest with you guys. That is really good. So that's it. Okay, and now back for the remaining portion of our show. You guys, wasn't oh, I? I loved Kai. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Kai, I hope you had a great birthday. So, Summer House, you guys, we're nearing the end. Now, I believe it was Danny Pellegrino was on the show the other day and th- said there was only like two more episodes left. And I am proud. I, I think that was him, but he was wrong because at the end of tonight's episode, they didn't say. And next week on the season finale of Summer House. So at least we know after tonight there is two more episodes. So we are good. Plus we'll have a reunion. I'm picturing a two-part reunion. So, you know, the wedding supposedly, if we're to believe Kyle and Amanda, comes up in 28 days from tonight's episode. So I'm hoping we get... Three more weekends then, right? Like, we should get three more. If they try to do in two, then they're just lying to us. Then there's, like, a whole missing week. And I want, like, when you give a timetable on one of these shows... You need to adhere to the—you need to let us in on the timetable, then. This show lives and dies by its timestamps. It'll be like, 12.04 p.m., Wednesday, August 14th. Then you need to let us know all the days. I need to know what everybody's doing all of the days. If you're going to do that, I need—that summer is mine. I feel like they owe it to us. So you can't just, like, dip out. Because Real Housewives of Orange County, the season finale is, is Wednesday, and uh, tonight is Real Housewives of New Jersey, and I hear that's coming to an end soon. But, you know, we got Real Housewives of Atlanta come back, and we got Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So we're fine. We don't even need to worry about that. This episode is called Playing With Fire. Now, if I was a betting man, what I think when I, when I saw that title, I was like, you know what? I bet Lindsay sets the house on fire. I bet she burns down the summer house, and it's going to be a very dramatic episode. I was wrong. I don't uh, – the house did not burn down. Um, but I don't, the plane with fire, I think what it, uh, after watching it, I think they had like a bonfire the first night and maybe that's it. And, there, and then there was some more fighting. So playing with that fire, this one, I feel like is not even nearly as specific enough as it should be, unless I missed a whole scene where people were like throwing fire at each other. It just made no sense to me in so many ways. So I don't know. I didn't, don't love the title, but, uh, you know, it's fine. Summerhouse has so many great titles. We start off the show as we always do with Previously on Summer House, and we see uh, you know, shots of last week's episode where they're playing beach volleyball and that the hurricane was coming. Amanda was dressed as Kyle and she was humping the water. She's like, eh, eh, eh I'm Kyle humping everything. Uh, Carl, we see, he's like, I've been sober for almost a year, and Mackenzie, this girl I'm dating, I don't know if I like her. Then we see another clip. By the way, these previously on Summerhouse, by the time you get to the end of the season, it is like it's like the twelve days of Christmas where you're like twelve days of Christmas because once again I have to bring it up Maya has the little scene where she says she was in a five year engagement like yeah we know this is the, like I get it like maybe these people are expecting just somebody that has never been around a TV to like just all of a sudden see one and somewhere else comes on and they have never seen anything like it and they need this recap at the beginning so they're like okay the maya girl has been in a five-year engagement i've never watched a tv show before now so now that really helps uh we see danielle introducing maya to oliver a couple episodes ago they have a date where oliver tells uh, maya that he has a issue a problem with white condiments he doesn't like mayonnaise and things like that um we talked about this i'm discussing because our family was a Miracle Whip family, not a mayonnaise family. And it's really important, you know, all you guys that have kids out there, you got to remember, man, you are setting your kids up. Not for failure per se, but I do remember certain people thinking I was weird because I didn't like mayonnaise. But if you get your kids hooked on Miracle Whip, and I'm not talking, I'm not like eating spoonfuls of it, but you know, they would go on the sandwiches. Have you eaten a lot of Miracle Whip, <laughs> And then you have mayonnaise. Then you're all. Then then you're setting because it's not my fault that my parents like Miracle Whip. I wasn't like mom. Get the Miracle Whip. My family. In fact, that's a good question for my parents when I talk to them. Why the Miracle Whip? What? How, who started the Miracle Whip first? Because a lot of people I hang out with. I mean, in fact, just to be honest with you, I, I really don't talk about mayonnaise that much. With I haven't even been drinking. I don't even know why I'm going on this tangent. Um, I don't know. You know, mayonnaise. <laughs> anyways, I've sometimes felt insecure about my not love of mayonnaise. Like Miracle Whip has that bite, you know, there's a little bit of a bite with Miracle Whip where you're like, damn, mayonnaise sometimes just it's like flavored cardboard. It's hard to explain, you know, but also I this comes from a guy I hate Cheez-Its. I've told you guys this many times. Cheez-Its, I always feel it's so dusty. I always feel like it's, it's just like there's just Cheese dust particles. Like I like wet cheeses I like a good brie. <laughs> I like a lot of brie. But like the, the cheese its crust will just stick in your throat and then you're just coughing. And I'm like I have nightmares where I'm gonna just choke on cheese it dust, dust, you know? Uh but Maya lets us know in the in the uh previously on Summer House that she's a novice, she doesn't know how to date. We had the scene where Kyle is saying a lot of investors from Loverboy are asking about the prenup. And uh, I mean I was like, I don't want to prepare for divorce. And then uh, Andrea's like, Lexi, this girl Lexi, oh, she really got my heart. My loneliness is killing me. Because he was sad. He's been sad, Andrea, for a couple episodes now. And, folks, tonight is no different. Andrea is maybe the saddest I've ever seen him tonight. And it just breaks my heart. Um, He's like, what I was getting from Lexi was way deeper, way deeper than what I got from Paige. We see a thing about Lindsay being pregnant earlier in the season, then kissing Austin, and then Lindsay telling Danielle, if I'm gonna if I want to fuck Austin, I will do that. And then we see Luciano, remember the guy she brought home on her birthday and had sex with, where they did like night vision camera sex, where it was just like like feral animals <laughs> with a night vision camera. It's like black and white, and you just see little beady eyes, and you just see like humping, like ee. Eh, eh, eh. Um, and that's going to be tough too like like Luciano like is like do you does Lindsay warn Luciano like yo man by the way i don't know if anybody told you at the bar i'm on a show called Summer House and there's cameras <laughs> there's cameras at multiple places in my room so i'm totally down with having sex with you but it is going to be videotaped <laughs> Like, honestly, like, how do you explain that? Or or the next morning, are you like, yo, I totally spaced. Um, It got recorded last night. So could you sign a release? (laughs) You know, like... I don't know. And Paige, we have that scene of her a couple episodes going, what type of brothel are we running here? Eee. So we open up. It's Friday, 3.01 p.m. in New York. We have guys. He's returned from war. Alex is back, our protein king. Alex and Andrea driving. Um, they're driving from New York to the summer house. We see Amanda and a Kyle uh, in the car. And Kyle's like, another weekend. We see Lindsay and Carl driving together. Uh, they're talking a very exciting conversation where they said, we both got haircuts this week and carl says and lindsay goes no i just dyed my hair pink she has pink hair and her shirt you guys says carl goes what's your shirt saying it they blurted out for some reason but it's uh she says it's time to dance is what my shirt says and lindsay tells carl i danced naked last night and he goes did you <laughs> this will they won't they <laughs> um i i i do i had this theory last weekend when lindsay laughed at one of carl's lame jokes and I think this is why I truly do believe they belong together is that they, I do think they weirdly get each other. Like Carl's not Mr. Funny, but I think Lindsay thinks he's like Chris Rock. And I think Carl has that same appreciation, not in, for comedy, but for everything else with Lindsay. And that's cool. Like I like that. I like when people like each other in a special way where you're like, I can't imagine liking them the way they like each other. You know, like it it, it feels like it fits. Uh, they get to the house uh, first, Carl and Lindsay, and they're like, hey, a hurricane didn't blow the house down. That's the dad jokes I'm talking about. Like, no shit, the hurricane didn't blow that. You don't think you'd hear about it before the house was blown down by the hurricane. Robert and Danielle get there at 529 PM. They found it They found it necessary to put that timestamp on there. Maya gets there with Paige and Sierra. So a lot of the main guys are here. We're all at the summer house Um, Sierra gets out of the car and Paige is like, you didn't even turn off the car. Like, that's how lazy Sierra is. She just gets out of cars without turning them off. She's like, well, the car, will figure it out. Like, no, Sierra, you're responsible for turning the car off. Uh, Maya asks where Andrea is so, uh, he can grab her luggage. Don't use Andrea like this. He's just such a, he's a pure heart. Uh, Carl and Lindsay are picking up in the back. I guess some chairs got knocked down. Uh, I like the messiness of summer house. You kind of just go all around. Like people are just seeing each other in different rooms. It's really hard to keep up with. Lindsay tells Maya that she looks smoking hot. Uh, they find one of Kyle's wigs outside, which is always a good omen. Alex, our protein King comes in. Uh, and you can tell, you can tell Alex is coming in there with something to prove. He's like, yo, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready to throw down. Like, it's like the end of Greece when, uh, John Travolta is like, Sandy. Look at you in the leather pants, smoking a cigarette, Sandy. What, Baba Luba? Um, and Paige goes, Alex, we missed you, which is huge for Paige Cause I really didn't think Paige remembered Alex's name. Um, page, uh, gets picked up by Andrea and he, she's like Italian stallion. We match clothes. um, and, uh, Andrea fully picks her, uh, Andrea fully picking up Paige is kind of weird. I thought that was a little too familiar knowing that she is dating Craig. Now, uh, Lindsay lets us know that Luke isn't coming this weekend cause he has buddies in town. And I'm like, what? Yo, Luke, love you. Love your music, but you got a job to do, man. You got buddies coming in town. You bring them to the house of summer. You don't just, you can, we can't just be calling off on weekends The show takes place on the weekends. You can hang out with your buddies during the week, but you got to be at the summer house. Listen, and especially, I mean, Alex is new. We can't expect anything from him. We need our main cast members, okay? We're late in the season. You can't be calling out of work. Uh, We find out that tonight's a beach bonfire dinner. Thanks to Robert, Danielle says. Robert, of course, is the master chef. Um, And uh, Danielle says the summer's quickly coming to an end and we got to love each other and dance around the fire. And if we get naked, we get naked tonight. And I I just kept thinking, poor Robert, it's got to suck to be a cook, especially when you're at a party. It's got to be like Billy Joel when he goes to a party around a piano. Everybody's like, "Hey, why don't you? Uh, hey, aren't you the uh, piano man? Huh? Why don't you hop on that thing and play a little something?" It's the same thing with chefs, man. And I would do the same thing if I like. I'd be like, "Could you like just like cook something like out of the blue? Like you would just like you know." But I feel like it's always then expected. Like these guys never get a rest and relaxation because they got to cook at work and then they got to cook for all their friends. Um, we find out that Lindsay is has a new flavor of the weekend men. It's a new guy named Ahmed who is best friends with Oliver, who's the guy that Maya is potentially seeing. Uh, Lindsay's talking about this, and Sierra's like, "I'm not engaging in this to herself." Um, and uh, we find out that Ahmed has come to a couple of their parties, um, and Lindsay says, "We've just been getting to know each other this the, the, you know this entire last week." It's out of like Lindsay really truly does have full relationships every week. Like, full, like she's in love every week. Like, and I don't, I'm not one of the people that faulting her for it. It's just very interesting. And she does know this about herself. She points this out multiple times that she does fall hard, that she does love hard, that she's, you know, I'm, she believes in all like romance and all that stuff. Uh, Amanda and Kyle finally get there. Uh, nobody welcomes them. And Kyle says, love the greetings we get these days. Gah. Sierra is telling Paige, I can't deal with Lindsay. Last weekend you liked Austin, and now you're with this guy Ahmed? Sierra, you know what? Mind your fucking business, honestly. Like, honestly, this has zero to do with you. Like, honestly, Sierra, you should be thrilled that she doesn't like Austin because you're all hung up on Austin. Like, who cares? Nobody asked you. This is so petty to me. And this is when I, I know our guest last week – um, Carrie was talking about the age difference between, you know, 25 and 35. It's huge. And you realize on these things it's like, yo, man, don't you have something else to do? Like, let Lindsay do her Lindsay thing. Why do you got to judge? So uh, what part of yeah, yeah, I was like, what part of not your business are you not getting Sierra? Kyle asks, um, I was on the phone the entire drive up and Amanda just tuned me out. She said she's used to tuning me out. Amanda's uh, with the girls saying uh, they're all like, Oh my God, Amanda, Amanda, you're glowing. You look good. And she's like, I might be pregnant. And then she takes a drip of her drink of her whiskey. It's like, "Eh -eh." uh, Kyle is telling Carl about the hundreds of orders they're getting from these grocery stores. Great. Uh, we find out this is the second to last weekend of the summer. Uh, they're doing scenes all in different rooms. Everybody's everywhere. Uh, Maya is telling the girls that she's excited for Oliver to come to the bonfire tonight. And Sierra says, uh, You know, tell me your fears because she keeps like being weird about Oliver. Tell me your fears because Oliver is dope, Sierra says. I do want to point this out. I don't like Sierra in regards to uh, how she treats Lindsay, but I do think Sierra is a good friend to Maya. And, you know, normalize liking people for things and disliking them for other things. You don't need a dislike as a whole. Like, I dislike Sierra very much in how she treats Lindsay and how she acts about that whole situation. But I also can appreciate that Sierra is a good friend to Maya, especially on her first season. Uh, Maya says, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, with all of her things feel very fast. I don't even I don't even talk to my best friends every day. And he's texting me every day. And Paige is like, it's normal to talk to the guys you like. Maya asks Paige, um, uh, is it time to run? Maya starts tearing up uh, because they had mentioned dads and Maya brings up that she has a very complicated relationship with her dad. Uh, Sierra does too. And she says, dads don't realize how much of an impact they have on their daughters. Maya in a talking head says, we had a tough relationship, um, me and my dad, and my sister was seen uh, more than me. And she tears up in this talking head as well. She says, my sister is the poster child for parents. She went to Harvard. Uh, she's done everything right where I've always questioned my worth. It affects me in every relationship I have now. And Maya goes, I I don't want to talk anymore. I don't want to talk. You know, I don't want to talk and then go to the bonfire after I've been crying. So that conversation is over. New scene. Um, uh, Robert is putting out the beach picnic and the lobster rolls. Oh, it looks so good. You guys, I just wanted to be on that beach drinking and eating lobster rolls just rolling around the sand, naked. (laughs) Danielle sees dolphins in the background. Um, Danielle tells Robert, I love when you did this for me a little bit ago. And we see pictures of that. This has got to be such a panty dropper. If a guy knows how to cook, like I know, like I can make a mean hamburger helper and uh, a tuna helper as well, but even there's a helper on the box. So it's, you know, You know, it's not like Hamburger Ryan. It's Hamburger Helper. It's just I'm helping the hamburger along when you make one of those meals. But Robert is cooking from scratch. Um, We cut to Kyle saying, guys, let's make the sunset because they're still back at the house. We're going to Cooper's Beach. Amanda says um, in the car, ask me if there's one night that I haven't been fucked up. And I don't know what she means that in regards to like this summer, this week. Um, We get on the the beach. Paige goes, Martha Stewart who? Because everything just looks perfect. Amanda says, thanks for having us. I brought cups, which is actually kind of funny. Alex is lugging a cooler, just quiet as all anything. I'm like, Alex, get in there, man. Do something like let's your job is on the line. You've just been out of three episodes. Let's get in there. You better lug the cooler with your dong out, man. Like, let's go lugging a cooler. Come on, bro. Like even say, no, I'm not going to lug the fucking cooler. You're not using my muscles. Like do something for us. I, I'm I'm in your corner, Alex. I can't be more in your corner. you know what I'm saying I, I I believe in you so much, Alex, and I might be one of the only ones. so don't embarrass me, damn it. Lindsay says the beauty of two friends dating two friends. She's talking to Maya about her new guy Ahmed from this week and hit her guy Oliver, who are friends. Maya asks Lindsay if she has Ahmed's number say Ahmed's number saved and Lindsay's like, of course I do. <laughs> Danielle makes this speech. Um, she's like, "Thank you for loving. I love that you love Robert." Spread uh, that tonight. Let's cheers to the last one of the second to the last weekends, and then we do have the wedding to look forward to. Um, so nice little speech. Um, they're asking Paige, "When did Craig leave?" And Craig and Paige like Monday. And she's like, Sunday, I met his parents on the phone and he told them, I want to come. He said, I want Paige to come visit. And he's very adamant about me going there. And Andre's like, oh, he laughs. He's like, hey, this week I has been brutal. You know, I tried to call Lexi all week long, you know, but it feels worse this week than before. It feels worse. And also, I need to get, like, I think him and Lexi are together, but I need more of this Lexi story. Like, I want to hear the voicemails because you know this dude read poems on these voicemails. You know this dude had some wild texts. Like, I want I want a separate four-part Bravo series on the Lexi Andrea rekindling the break. I want all of it. I need to know all of it because this guy's crying at a beach and he's crying multiple episodes. Imagine the text this guy's writing and they're like, oh, Lexi, my heart. It uh, was fluttering and I realized it was saying that he missed you. Know who else missed you? Me, Andrea. I love you so much. I love little page. Little page has nothing on you, Lexi. You're so deep. The connection that we have is so deep. Me and Paige, I can, little Paige, I can throw her over, I can put her under my arm like a little football. But you, Lexi, you are beautiful and you've got the brains. Not not like Paige. It's just empty in there. It's like an empty vessel. You, You blow in there, you can hear the ocean, you know? Hey, I'm so sad. Um, Paige says, uh. You know, Craig knows how I feel about meeting his parents, but, like, it feels like it's a pretty big deal. Alex, I see, has a flower crown on at this point, so he's finally doing something. Paige tells Danielle, "Uh, okay, Danielle, when are we leaving for Charleston? Because, remember, Robert got offered a job in Charleston, and last episode, Craig was like, just come out and visit. Charleston is the number one place ever in the world, you know? number Hey, we have number one food, number one toilets, number one—like, he was just going off. He's like, hey, hey. We have literally the best city. Uh, Robert says, uh, "Danielle, if you don't, you'll be the girl that didn't go to Paris, which is a Hills reference." Come on, Lauren Conrad. Also, Robert is getting so many bonus points; like he knows quotes from the Hills. And P- Paige goes, "Oh my God, yes!" Because she loves the Hills too, <laughs> and Craig loves the Hills too, <laughs> especially one character. Ew. Last week, uh, oh sorry, last week at yeah, the flashback, Danielle uh, says, "Yeah, this job opportunity is becoming much more real." Uh, Amanda is making fun of Maya with Oliver, uh, just like kind of lighthearted. Carl tells Kyle, he's like, Hey, man, I wasn't uh, able to update you. I'd love to update you at some point about my life. And, uh, he, he, Kyle's like, You want to go talk on the beach right now? So they walk over as two bros, you know, do. They just walk away in the beach. And he goes, Uh, probably like two nights in a row, you know, I couldn't sleep and I had a lot on my mind. And I just gotta, I gotta admit that I'm just not fully into the McKinsey thing. And I just had different feelings over the last two weeks. She's a distraction sometimes, and that's not her fault. And this week, I I just, I, I, I cut her, you know, I broke up with her. And Kyle says, first and foremost, you come first, then lover boy. No, he goes, first and foremost, you come first, don't overthink it, and don't rush it. In a talking head, Carl says, talking to my mom last week kind of solidified it for me, and we get a flashback of the mom saying, you know, Carl, now is the time to work on you. And Carl says, this summer is totally new for me in terms of sobriety, and, and putting too much on my plate is a recipe for relapse. You guys, he is so dead on right. Like, Carl is doing all of the right things. Like, this truly should be celebrated. This is what a changed man on Bravo looks like. Not Jax Taylor. Not, you know, this is what it looks like. Putting in the work, making tough decisions. You don't think he wants to, like, bone every girl that's out there. You don't think he wanted to sleep with Mackenzie. Like, he's trying to be a good person. He's He sees a future for himself. And, I you know, it might not make him the most exciting cast member of somewhere else, but he's done his duty he's he's given us so much and now, now we support him in whatever he does um, Kyle says uh, yeah you just weren't ready Amanda's talking to the girls it's like one of those like summer loving scenes like back to the guys back to the girls Amanda's talking to the girls she's like 28 days until the marriage and Paige says it feels like my wedding um, and she's like Kyle sat me down to talk about a prenup and Sierra goes what do you mean prenup you are lover boy I think Amanda is a big part of lover boy but Sierra calm down um, Amanda's like, Yeah, I told Kyle, present me with the facts and we will go from there. Give me what, you know, let me judge what I think we need to do. Uh, we got back to Kyle and Carl, uh, and he's like, Dude, I didn't get to get to the prenup. I didn't have a spare minute of the day. I, you know, we're talking to all these wedding vendors. And Carl goes, Well, I was doing some research on prenups and pretty much they're invented for people like you, the entrepreneur. I love that Carl's like in his sobriety, he's like doing, <laughs> he's doing, like, I, did a little, wrote a term paper on prenups. Um, so uh, he's like, it's so sensitive in the basics of how the company is structured. Kyle says, you know, I have control of the company as it should be for what I put into it. We cut back to the girls talking and is like, I tell, I told him if you leave me, I take 50%. Um And in a talking head, Amanda goes, if we did divorce, there is a good chance we divorced because of this business and I'm not walking away with nothing. And I got to tell you, folks, I agree with Amanda in a way. I don't love people that do threats like that. I don't love people that are like, I'm leaving, you know, like I don't love people that like threaten, like I'm going to take 50%, but I do see Amanda's side as well is that she has put so much work into this and there are problems and she doesn't want to be left with nothing. Like this is her life too. Oh, man, I am running out of steam, you guys. Give, give me the strength to finish this Summer House recap. Um, so basically, I, I do understand everything. I know I read some comments earlier, too, about a man of like, oh, you say you, you know, don't want, you know, prenup makes it possible for divorce and makes you think about it. But then you want 50 percent. Of course she's going to say that. If somebody keeps bringing up prenup, what are you just going to say nothing? I, 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 I don't understand that comment. Um, new scene, Oliver and Ahmed are there, Lindsay's getting them drinks, Alex, <laughs> poor Alex, Alex talking about roasting marshmallows, and he says, I eat more carbs than anyone in the house.
0: <laughs>
1: Alex, fuck yeah, man, you tell him, dude, you do eat more carbs than anyone in the house. Good for you, man. This is the kind of excitement I was looking for. Kyle says... You know, Alex, at the start of the summer, you know, you were just always waking up at 7 a.m. and I, I finally feel you're loosening up. Like, that's literally the line. Like, Kyle, what is it? Did he sleep until eight? Like, what? Is, I don't understand what you're saying. We flash back to Alex earlier in the season telling Paige all the food that he eats during the day, like head of broccoli, da da da. And Alex in a talking head says, you know, I'm definitely less shy and I'm enjoying life more. I got, I just, I like Alex. I do. I like him. I, I get why. I get why he's not on, but I like I like him. Andrea has some bongos. All of a sudden, he has bongos like Matthew McConaughey. He's horrible at it too. Oliver, is trying to give Maya his jacket. She won't take it. Like Maya really is like, no, I'm good. Like Maya, they're still together. We saw them on Watch What Happens Live tonight, but they just have a like. She must be like a tough cookie, a tough nut to crack. In the sense of, like, letting somebody in. And I respect that. Um, Sierra is giving Lindsay and Ahmed a dirty look. Like, Sierra, come on, bro. Get let, Let's work on Sierra's life. How about that? Maya asks for a um, a roasted marshmallow from Andrea. He's like, yay, a roasted marshmallow in between my sadness. Uh, the girls are over there talking about Oliver and Maya and how cute Oliver's smile is. Amanda says, Ahmed doesn't remind me of someone Lindsay would typically date. Uh, we see Lindsay do a peck on the cheek to Ahmed. Lindsay's trying to give him very strong uh, amounts of tequila. Uh, then we see Lindsay and Ahmed drunken dancing. And he's like, all, all right, babies. Hi, babies, he's saying. And she's straddling him while he's standing up. Maya tells Oliver, I think Ahmed and Lindsay might be in love. She just told me about their sleepover last night. And I guess they had already had a sleepover. Um and they're really just – they're dancing on the beach. They are just dancing on the beach. Um, we need I, – I did – I got to say I missed Luke in this scene. Luke would have – he loves a good fire. He would have been so fun around the fire. Um, I really do get very uh, – like this is my friend group sometimes. And I'm like, we need Luke, man. We need him. Um, so everyone is leaving all of a sudden. And Ahmed and uh, – Ahmed and Oliver – Lee, they're like are we going to the crib what what crib are we going a lot of word a lot of crib being thrown around and uh the music i have to point out in this episode is next level bad it was all like you're gonna be the power like it just the lyrics i i didn't write down they were just hysterical i was like these are new bad songs 10:41 p.m the girls get into the house Paige is gonna go go up and put on sweats doing what she does best 10:55, danielle says Lindsay, come here for a second Um, if he, uh, so the, the thing is the guys in Ahmed and Oliver didn't come back to the house and Lindsay's like, if he left the way he did without telling me, it makes me question everything. And then Lindsay says this about Lindsay. Lindsay goes, you never leave Lindsay. I, (laughs) I love when people talk into the third person, um, Robert is telling Alex and, uh, Kyle, that uh, he just had the craziest twenty-minute car ride of his life in the car with Lindsay, and they're like, "What? What happened, dude?" And Ahmed's he's like, "I guess Ahmed left, and Lindsay freaked out," which is like, "Yo, Summerhouse producers, love you guys. Love like I don't want this to be a criticism, but I do want to say, where the fuck were the cameras in the car, bruh? Robert said, "That's the twentieth twenty minutes of the craziest thing he's ever seen in his life. Why the fuck aren't we seeing it?" Why do I have to hear it from Robert back at the summer house? Why am I not hearing? Why am I not seeing it with my own eyes? It really pisses me off. So Daniel and Lindsay are in the upstairs bathroom and a mad answers. He's like, Hey mama, already a bad sign. I don't love when people use the term mama, unless you actually, it's like big mama's house or your actual mama. Um, Lindsay's like, why are you not at my house? And She's like, you left the beach. And she's like getting really testing. And Ahmed says, if you want to have a actual conversation without berating me, I'm down for it. And she goes, let's go, let's go. We cut to commercial. We come back. We see Carl, you know, sober Carl changing in the other room to his night, his bed outfit. Like he's just doing everything. Perfect. Lindsay, we back. Lindsay's like, you left me at the beach. I invited you. You know how embarrassing this is for me. I love that. This is like potentially the thing that's embarrassing for Lindsay. Um, he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me call you back. Andrea is talking to Alex on the couch downstairs. He's like, I guess what? He's like, he's heartbroken again. He's like, I thought it was a thing with this girl. You know, I've been... I've been struggling every day. I've been struggling every day. And Alex is like, wow, wow. Alex is like, damn, man. Like he's like tearing up. Uh, We cut up stairs, Paige is on the phone, FaceTiming with Craig. Kyle is in a room with Lindsay and Lindsay's mad. He shuts the door. She's she's like, I'm really mad. I'm really mad. This guy I invited is not coming back. Uh, We cut to Maya saying to the girls, Oliver uh, and Ahmed didn't come over. And she's like, yeah, I told Oliver I didn't. You know, to don't come back. I was I was in the mood to go to sleep. Don't come back. Dude, if I was Oliver, I would have totally given up at that point. Like, honestly, I would have like, she does not like me. Like, so good for him for sticking in there and, you know, but I would have been so bummed if the girl that I came out to the Hamptons to see didn't want me to come back to their place on a Friday night. Like, I don't even need, like, it doesn't mean sex, but like, you didn't want me to come hang, you know? Kyle says, uh, back to Lindsay in the room, Kyle says, Lindsay, you guys just met a week ago. And Lindsay goes, no one gives a fuck when I'm shit on. No one gives a fuck. And Kyle's like, whoa. Uh, we cut to Robert and Danielle's room where they're having a typical uh, relationship conversation where we hear Danielle go, should we watch the Christmas episode of this? Which I'm assuming they're watching a series together. And Robert's like, no, I'm like three episodes behind that. I really would love to know what show that she's talking about here. Kyle now is in the kitchen by himself and he has these huge speakers and he's blasting music. And Amanda's like, Kyle! Kyle, doing what she does best. Kyle, you're always the last one one up. He's like, I want to dance. And she finally just takes him in the room at 1.29 a.m., throws him down on the bed. Uh, We get to the next morning. Captain Carl is up doing what he does best, being perfect. Maya is up because she's going to make pancakes for the whole house. Uh, Carl is like, oh, great. I love pancakes. I'm going to go do a workout outside. Carl says, you know, I woke up. I meditated. I worked out. And I feel great. I feel that I made the right decision with Mackenzie. I, I, I can get back to my routine. And I, I totally got what he was saying, like, of, like, just being really, like, this is right. I told her how I feel. And I'm working on me and that's what I'm doing. And I'm back to doing that. We cut to fluffy as fuck pancakes that everybody's enjoying. Lindsay gets up and goes, good morning, fam. And Kyle's like, how did the rest of the night go? And she's like, big miscommunication. I guess he had texted me all this stuff, but there was no service at the beach. So I got all the texts later. <laughs> I thought the bro vanished, but it turns out, no, I just didn't get any of the texts until later. And then Andrea goes, hey, it's like the Niagara Fall to the Sahara, huh? wet to dry. <laughs> Andre is like, it's a classic joke. You know, it's like you were wet and now you are dry. You know, you're wet with all the guys, all the other weeks, and now you're dry. And Carl's like, yeah, it's like your basement was flooded and now it's not. (laughs) Okay, Carl. Paige says, uh, today, let's all hug and love on each other and kiss each other. Like, it's weird. Danielle said a similar thing last night. I don't know what the producers told them to do, but it kind of creeped me out. Maya says, okay, today we're going to a winery. And Kyle goes, guys, I've booked us a party bus. Now, I had a very cool relationship with party buses in my 20s and, and my early 30s. My best friend, Nick, used to rent out party buses for our group. We had a really cool, big, large group and I had a party bus for my bachelor party <laughs> and uh it, 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 party buses with the right people are the best man the best um Maya. uh, So, yeah, Amanda's crying because we do a flashback of all the bad things that have happened in party buses with Kyle. We have a five summers ago party bus scene. We have a two summers ago party bus scene. And then we have a three summers ago party bus scene with old cast member Jordan. Remember, Jordan? And Jordan's saying, yo, this girl was like giving me head. And all of a sudden she stuck her tongue in my asshole. And like, I didn't know what to do. Now, remember, Jordan is the guy that says he's super straight. Okay, going on. Um, Right here, you guys, we get six boxes. Normally, we get four boxes of bloop, 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 four different things. We get six boxes, you guys. It was really very exciting to see six boxes, different rooms and things of the summer house. Like, the technology there was just from four to six. I wonder wonder how much that added to the budget. Uh, We're in Paige's room, and Paige's like, did you see Dumois? And I love that Dumois has more screen time than Alex does of Summer House. They've talked about Dumois multiple times this season. And this was about the Kristen Cavallari rumor. And I just think that's funny because I remember reading that and I love that they're talking about it. It really is interesting. I'm like, I read that when it came out. Maya says, uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure I'll see Oliver again. And she's like, I just wasn't feeling the way Lindsay was feeling towards Ahmed. And Amanda goes, not many people do feel the way that uh, that Lindsay feels. Sierra says, oh, it was just uncomfortable last weekend. She said she liked Austin and now this. Sierra, once again, like, yo, can you get a hobby? Like, do you read? Like, do you knit? Like, what? Like, are you just in Lindsay's business? Um, and I do want to say, though, yeah, would I want to be a med? No way. Like, I would, I would be like, oh, she's into a lot of dudes. Like, it would bum me out. Like it, it would, it's just, but I'm insecure. Amanda in a talking head says she wants a hot hub summer and a new guy every week, and but she fully invests in every guy every week. And I just get worried. We get a flashback of all the guys that Lindsay's dated over the summer, her saying YOLO. Amanda says that doesn't seem to be a fun summer to me. But Amanda, I totally get your sentiment. But remember, it's not your summer. It's Lindsay's summer. And we can all have different feelings. And, you know, you got to let Lindsay be the judge of what a fun summer is for her and you'd be a judge of what a fun summer is for you. And I can't imagine this is it. Um, So basically, Sierra, get over it. Paige says, yeah, I can't take this new Ahmed guy seriously the next weekend after last weekend's guy, you know, and Amanda says, you know, she wants to go, you know, I'm fine with going through the summer, no strings attached, but there is a web of strings everywhere right now with Lindsay. And I get that. It's a little messy. Maya says, you're still healing, uh, trying to get through to Sierra cause Sierra's bumming out about the Austin thing. And Maya's like, you're still healing new scene. Um, Amanda is doing her hair with Kyle and, and says, you know, I might get my extensions out for the wedding. I might take them out for the wedding. What are you going to do with your hair? Kyle goes, Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, Amanda goes, "Isn't it crazy? It's happening in 28 days," and and Kyle's like, "Who's counting?" And she's like, "Well, it just takes 28 days to break a habit." Amanda says. I don't even know where she was going with that comment. Uh, Kyle says, "Every day that passes, we have to do all of these things," and he's listing off all of the things. But yeah, why don't I? Why don't we go to a winery today? Um, we all load up into the party van. I just got to like, once again, imagine for Carl, this has got to be so hard because everybody has drinks in their hand. They're all getting lit. And Carl's been there many times before. And I just, I sometimes think that I wonder, I wonder, I don't think like, I wonder if you would be like, what am I doing with my time? I could like be reading a book or I could be doing push ups, or I could be working on myself. So then I was like led to the conclusion that it's like, or Carl just really likes these people as friends. And then it is enjoyable for him. So I'm hoping it's that. Alex Alex smell says it smells like hookers and shame on this party bus there we go Alex all right buddy that's a nice fun line Alex uh by the way, I did point out I was like Alex should have made a move for Sierra this weekend like she's primed you know like bummed about Austin like if Alex would have been like like fucking step to the plane go yo let's make out like or like just you know like that I think would have done like we would have all been like, fuck, Alex just got another season tonight, you know? Um, but also, thank God, you know? Danielle asks, um, let's play this game with questions, I guess, and we'll chug. I don't know. And so everybody starts asking each other questions. It's pretty fun, actually. Carl says, uh, Danielle, have you ever had anal? And Daniel's like, nope, I'm saving it for marriage. And Robert's like, hey oh. Um, and Carl asks, uh, Maya, do you ever have a wet dream? And Maya says every day. And then somebody asks Maya, do you masturbate every day? And she's like, you're damn right. I do. And Maya says, I'm a okay by myself. I'm okay with being alone. I have the tools to take care of myself. And she just says that in a talking head. Uh, they ask Alex, if he's ever had a threesome, he says, no anal, no, um, has, have you been caught jerking off in front of your parents? Uh, he says, yes. Uh, they asked Sierra, who is a better kisser, Luke or Austin? And Sierra um Oh, so she says Austin. And then Alex says, who is a better kisser, me or Carl? And I'm like, damn. And Sierra drinks instead of answering. Um, they ask Kyle what uh is their favorite what what's his favorite part of Amanda? And he says Amanda's vagina, which is everybody takes as a very sweet thing. Um Paige, if they ask Paige, if Craig asked you to move to Charleston, would you? And she goes, yes. And they go, are you in love with Craig? And she stammers and he goes, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not not in talking to her. She goes, I'm not not in love. Last weekend, something shifted in our relationship. We have a flashback when Amanda was talking to Craig. And she says, I feel different butterflies with Craig than anyone else. And I'm like, listen, you guys, that's what it's all about, right? Uh, and she goes, if that means I have to pack my bag and move to Charleston, so be it. Andrea goes, who, hey, Paige, who is the biggest penis you've ever seen? And uh, Paige goes, Andrea. Like pay, I guess Andreas is even fucking packing, you guys. The guy has 8 billion abs, good-looking, has a heart of gold, and a huge dong. Like, sometimes just the God giveth too much to people. And I know what you're saying. He's sensitive. He's sad right now. But, like, okay, he's sad right now. When he's not sad anymore, he's still going to have all those things. we have a huge dong, uh, really good-looking, really nice, funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'm supposed to feel bad because he feels sad a couple weeks in a row, you know? The, um, ask Lindsay. Lindsay, do you see your a future with Carl or something about like Carl and like even like, uh, did you would you see yourself engaged to Carl and and Lindsay goes, that's a very delicate question. Um, would you see yourself marrying Carl and she's like, that's a very delicate question. And she drinks instead of asking, which is just really interesting that kind of went out of nowhere for me. We get to the winery. It's an Italian family-owned winery, um, which uh, Andrea is very excited about. Carl asks for mocktails. Oysters and rosé come out. I love oysters. You got, Oysters are great. Um, Sierra doesn't like Chardonnay. Of course she doesn't. Uh, Andrea cheers. He's like, I need some happiness in my love life. He's already going on that whole love thing again. Lindsay asks Carl to play cornhole. Maya says, Oliver texted me uh, that Ahmed might be in love with Lindsay. And by the way, why aren't they at the winery? This didn't make sense to me. Andrea says his biggest wish. He goes, "My biggest wish is to fall in love." You know, I've been realizing this the last couple of months. He's at a table with all the girls, and Amanda says, uh, "Oh, I bet me and Kyle have uh, given you a hope for relationships." She's joking. Andrea says, "No, no, there's some really deep bond between you guys." You know, no, I want to wake up every morning with someone. You know, who makes me feel like that. Paige uh, thinks he's talking about her right now, and this is the moment where he's like telling her about this other girl, and she's like, what? And he's like, you know, six months ago I was in Vermont, and uh, I thought maybe I had found my soulmate. And uh, Paige's like, what? And she's like, I met her 10 days after we stopped talking, after you went to Charleston. It was short but intense. I was like with her all the time. Um, Paige says she stopped talking to you cause you wanted to be single. And he's like, yes, I regret not committing to, I regret not committing to her. You know, Danielle says, I don't understand, Andrea, the timeline you were flirting with Paige the whole time. And I'm like, damn, Danielle, man, Danielle will fucking bust you out, man. That is, that's McGruff, the crime dog right there. Paige says, I almost stopped talking to Craig, Andrea, because you were coming on so strong. I told Sierra, we might have something because you were coming on so strong. And then we have a flashback, and Paige is saying, Andrea's so hot. Like, calm down. Also, you know, but Paige, no, like, don't paint this a whole. Like, we all have eyes. We all saw what went down. Like, you almost stopped talking to Craig. You might have felt a little guilty, but it didn't stop you from shit, you know? Give me a break on that one. Like, this, this— The victimhood here, there was a little bit of a martyr thing happening that I was like, wait a sec. Why are we even like you're just bummed out that like a guy didn't fully love you like you thought he did? Um, And Paige is like, but it's hard for me in this moment to not feel totally used. And I was like, dude, poor Andre. Sitting here crying, telling everybody about this girl, Lexi. Just wants to talk nonstop about her. And now they're finding different things to be upset about him. And Paige is like, I'm not a seat filler. And I'm like, okay. Andrea says – no one, no one asked how you how Andrea, how do you feel when Craig and Paige are seeing each other? You know, I was hurt. No one asked me. And Paige says, "You knew Craig for two weeks. I've known him for three years." And I'm like, "Did you know him personally, or did you just watch Southern Charm?" Because I've known Craig for like five years because I've watched Southern Charm for a long, long time. Um, and uh, she, he's like, "You didn't text me to end it. You just ghosted me." You know. And Lindsay says. Uh, Lindsay gets involved in this conversation Lindsay goes, I flirt with every man I lay eyes on. He's just like kind of defending Andrea and all the girls are like, why is that? Why, why, why is it so different? Or Lindsay's like, why is it so different? Amanda says, because you're covering up for something else. And Lindsay is like, what? I like Ahmed. And Paige says, who cares about Ahmed? You just met him two days ago. Lindsay says, I dive into the deep end and I go to therapy about this. And I've always been like that. And I will always be like that. And Amanda says, yeah, you fall really hard. And Lindsay goes, I've done this my entire life. I've done this my entire life. Um, And Paige says, well, this is the first time someone in the house was affected. And she's talking about Sierra and Austin again. And Danielle goes, this is horseshit. And Kyle goes, chill out. Danielle goes, don't ever tell me to chill out. Paige says, there are repercussions for stuff like this. And Lindsay's like, I apologized a thousand times last Sunday. Amanda steps away and starts crying. She's like, I didn't mean to start everybody fighting. And Sierra says, why would I apologize? What would I apologize for, Lindsay? And Lindsay's like, throwing wine. And Sierra's like, I did apologize to Danielle, but why would I apologize to you? Um... And uh we cut back and forth to Amanda still talking to Kyle and tearing up. Sierra's going in on the Austin thing again. Like it's being brought up all over again, and I just really kinda lost my patience with it. Um so uh Amanda is uh so no, sorry, Paige goes to Amanda and Kyle and they're like, Yeah, um you know, they're you know, Lindsay's over there saying this shit about her therapist, and Paige's like, Switch your therapist, girl. Is Lindsay okay? No. Uh Amanda's like, Yeah, she's giving a hundred percent of herself to others. And Kyle says, Oh my god, we have Lindsay's old therapist. <laughs> Amanda's like, She's dating this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Now Alex and Andrea are off in the vines talking, guess what? About, you know, Sadness about Andrea's heart. He's like, I'm a vulnerable person, Alex. You know, they have this this you know, they have this this expectation of me. Like I'm superhuman. Like I'm sorry, I can't please everyone. I try, I try to please everybody, to make everyone happy. And they're always like, hey, look, he's fine. He's the good-looking guy with a huge dong and twenty abs on his stomach but what problems do I have what problems do I deserve to have you know I have a soul too that was just such a beautiful line I have a soul too it just made me want to make a Pixar film or something it was just really I just love Andrea so much little Andrea to me little with a big heart huh I just this is so sweet I know what he's saying everybody says he's good looking. I I get it I get it but at the end of the day you are still good looking and you don't you don't deserve sadness as much as you know like you know what I'm saying um Alex is like yeah you know they don't get it you know they don't get your heart man Kyle asked Lindsay um uh oh Kyle is talking to Paige and Amanda and Kyle's like, yeah, Lindsey scared Amanda away already. How is that possible? Kyle's trying to pee in a bush. Peeing in the wind, baby. Uh, Carl asks Lindsay, you know, hey, are you okay? I want to make sure you're okay. And Lindsay snaps at Carl. And Lindsay's like, because I date so many people. And Danielle says, um, are you asking Sierra and Maya how, um, you know, how they're doing? And Carl goes, Danielle, I'm best friends with Lindsay. That's why I'm asking. Amanda and Lindsay are now talking to the side and she's like hear me out I've been with you for many years Amanda tells Lindsay I've been with single Lindsay I've watched you grow um you know and Lindsay's like yeah I fuck everyone I'll fuck all the grapes here and Amanda's like I don't care if you fuck all the grapes here and Lindsay's like I give all of myself it's who I am the narrative and the conspiracy theory that is just wild to me that I all I always dive into the deep end this isn't a conspiracy theory um and Amanda's like, "Lindsay, you almost had a fucking family. You lost a baby. Aren't you sad a little bit?" And she's like, "I get over things quickly. I don't need to justify why I'm not why I'm not unhappy." And Amanda's like, "As long as you're happy." And <laughs> Lindsay goes, "I've never had a best summer. I've never had a better summer in my life." And Amanda looks shocked. And Amanda goes, "Am I being a bad friend to make sure you're okay?" And she's like, "You aren't being a bad friend. If you let me answer the fucking question, I will answer." And that was the end of the episode. Next week, we see Andre and and uh, uh, Paige like flirting, doing like a prom thing. We see uh, Amanda's parents talking about the prenup with Kyle and Amanda. We see Carl and Lindsay doing a little flirty. We see Kyle yelling at dinner, going, "I'm dealing with the stuff a little more substantial." And then Paige getting into into it with him, and Kyle walks off, and then Paige goes, "I don't know why the fuck she's marrying you." Paige, chill the fuck out man either you're on board or you're not you can't be wishy-washy like this oh my god you guys we did it we did just an hour and just a little hour 58 minute show on a tuesday that's what we do here and i'll do it again on wednesday folks and we'll do it again forever (laughs) yeah i hope you have the best day ever you guys i really do thank you so much for being a part of this and what we're trying to do over here it's so bad it's good and i'll talk to you on wednesday bye how do i stop this Batches.